Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic. Advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Okay, She Slays the Day listeners, this is your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and this is episode number 26. And I don't know if you're any good at math, but do you know what episode 26 means? That is half of 52, which means that the I've been doing this for half a year. I'm really proud of myself. Some, some of my crazy ideas don't stick, so you never really know, like, is this going to be something she's going to keep doing or she's going to get bored with? So lucky you. You're all blessed that I've decided to keep going. Um, so I want to know what your favorite episode has been so far, because so as a host, I'm I'm not allowed to have favorites. I'm allowed to have favorite children, um, but I'm not allowed to have favorite guests. So I have a lot that stick out in my head, but like, let us let me know what your favorites are, because we're actually planning like a cool mashup thing for the end of the year where we take like our favorite parts of our favorite episodes and da 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 da. So let me know. Um, yeah. So there was all these rules I agreed to when I started a podcast. Not having favorites was part of it. Um, I also agreed to work on my interview radio voice, but I'm sucking at that. That is my like, so for a guy, it is, we know what a guy voice is. Like, it's very like cheesy. I'm a radio host. Uh, for a girl radio host, it's much more, or podcast host, it's much more like interesting. Interesting. Tell me more. And I suck at it. I actually should just start. My goals for 2020 are to stop interrupting my guests so much. Um, let them talk more than me on the podcast when I have them on. Um, oh, and then another classic is actually ask them to, you know, like introduce themselves and tell their story. Because half the time I just get going with them. And then I'm like, oh, shit, we never told anybody who you were. So hashtag goals. Can't say I don't have them. 
Okay, so we have been doing weekly slays for a couple weeks now, you guys. Are you getting them? Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're not a true fangirl and you need to stop what you're doing, pull over to the side of the road and sign up. So if you're not getting them, you're missing out uh, because they're cool. So you're either not on the list, even if you thought you were on the list, you're not. Um, but you can be for free or you know you're on the list and girl, you just got to check your spam. I don't know why you told your email not to like me, but go to your spam, check for She Slays the Day or Weekly Slay, um, and it'll probably be there. So anyways, now it is review time. So today's review is actually from Facebook, and it's from Tracy Levy, and says, I've said it before. And then she says, on iTunes, I give you five stars. And then there's like a, an emoji of like blowing the like toot toot thing. Anyways, this is a great podcast for businesses of all kinds, but has a special place in my heart since I also am a Lady Cairo boss babe. That should be an official title, perhaps. Ooh, like change the name of our podcast to Lady Cairo boss babe. Not opposed. Not opposed. Um, anyways, authenticity is the key to everything, and I strive daily to live more in that line. Dr. Lauren is the embodiment of it. Quick question. Oh, see, she just slips one in there. Um, how much savings, cash in hand, or initial business loan is adequate to start from the ground up? Low overhead, one front desk person, minimal equipment. Thanks. Three heart emojis, five stars. Thank you, Tracy. And since you took the time to write that, um, we're going to go ahead and kind of quickly answer that because it's a big depends uh, like most things are. So it depends on a couple things when we're talking about like minimal amount of money to start. And you are speaking my love language here because Kirby and I have talked about this. Like this is how we started. Very scrappy. Um, and we haven't done an episode on paying back our loans in five years yet, but I guarantee you their first 20 minutes are probably going to be about how freaking scrappy we were with low overhead. Because as we started to make money, we just, we weren't paying it at our business loan. We were just shoving money back towards a loan. But anyways, I'm hijacking the question that's hijacking the episode. So yeah. Okay. Um, so it depends on a couple things. So first, it really depends on the style of chiropractic that you do. Um, so like if you're big rehab and you're like, well, I need a therapy bay. I don't know if they still call them therapy bays or if anybody else calls them therapy bay other than Northwestern Health Science University people. Um, but it's basically a area where you just do stim and ultrasound all day. Um, or whatever, ab stuff, dynamic breathing, all that stuff that I, you know I hate and why I have low back problems. Um, so if you, I'm pretty straight chiropractic, so I don't have people resting after their adjustment. They come, they check in with the front desk and they lay down, they get an amazing adjustment and then they leave. Um, so you can imagine, I don't need many square feet for that. Uh, and then the other thing that really depends is the price of your town. So I started literally my rent was $365 for 800 square feet of building. And we stayed there for six years and we're like rocking and rolling out of that place. So when we talk about like low risk, small startup, that's, that's kind of how I roll. Um, 
you talk about a front desk person, okay, controversial, like there's gonna be lots of people listening that adamantly disagree, but it ain't your podcast. Um, I don't know, do you really need a front desk person until you get to that like 40 people a week mark? Um, Again, scrappy as a mofo, like forward those phone calls to your cell phone, like be your front desk person so you're not paying someone, you know, maybe you could do like hourly or whatever, but like just keep it simple. Um, So if you can get away with no front desk person and have less than a thousand square feet, don't have every supplement under the sun. Um, you know, you can have a small amount of supplements if that's your jam and then just hire or order them for people as they come. Um, but really just have your smiling face, a clean, small, beautiful space, welcome adjusting area. And if you can keep your overhead under 2000 a month, that would be clutch. Um, and yeah, that's difficult for a lot of you that don't live in a town of 2,500 people um, where you can get square or space on Main Street for less than $400. But we're talking about being creative and scrappy here, folks. So she asked how what's like the lowest thing. If you want to start a business for less than 20,000, you can do it, but you got to get creative. Um, Other quick thoughts. So don't just keep your business overhead low. Uh, Keep your life overhead super low. So remember, your student loans are there and will always be there till you give them back all of their money. And even if you die, they go to somebody else. Um, They don't go away. So if you're truly looking for a number or ratio or whatever, um, after you cover your startup costs, so like logo, furniture, equipment, security deposit, etc. You also need to look at your projected income and expenses and be conservative. This is not the time for like, you can do it, pie in the sky, I believe in you, you're going to make a million dollars your first six months. almost be pessimistic, okay? So if you expect to have a deficit in those first few months, make sure to save up or borrow at least that much to cover the first six months. Um, Just so if you, you know, it's just, you're not worried about paying your overhead. So if you're planning on having a large deficit, then maybe go back to the drawing board and see where you can save or cut so you're not planning on losing money. So I have about 72 more things to say on this. Um, So I think maybe I'll get more details from you, uh, Tracy, like where you live and how you picture your clinic up and running and we can give you your own episode. So, all right, that's enough of that. Stop hijacking the episode, Tracy. Just kidding. Uh, so now it's time for, time for She Slays Savings. Woo, woo. Okay, so we got two really awesome offers for you this uh, week. One is from our friends over at Connected and Inspired Media. They are doing, an, um, they have an amazing product. It's an app for your pediatric or prenatal clinic. And it has exercises and tools on there that are going to save you time with your patients in clinic. Um, So which is awesome because I am a huge efficiency procedures person. So not having to do the exercises right there and take five to 10 minutes of my time. I love being able to say, oh, download our free app. It's on there. So by mentioning promo code SheSlays, you are going to get 20% off your first month with them. And they're just Oh my gosh, if you have not met Ashley Elmer, who's one of the owners of that, she is just an absolute pleasure to work with too. 
Next SheSlay savings is 10% off your checkout amount at the Sandy Spines Etsy store. Sandy Spines, you guys have heard me talk about her because I love her. Um, just so you know, I know I said I also love Ashley, but that's how this works. I don't really let people on. Um, I don't brag about people I don't love. So yeah, I do love them both. Uh, but Sandy Arthur is a very, very talented watercolorist watercolor enthusiast. I don't know. Um, and she's got great prints of the musculoskeletal system uh, and really pretty stickers. So you get 10% off your entire order on her Etsy store, Sandy Spines, by mentioning promo code SHESLAYS. And also she'll hook you up with a couple free stickers if she's got them in stock. Let's pray so we can get around to this question, huh? Oh, dear God, today I am telling someone to listen to you. I mean, I try and do that a lot. They should listen to you way more than they listen to me. But um, so if you could please speak super loud. Uh, this is something that you know I do with you often. And, you know, I think it's time we share it with the group um, that... So often when we are moving really quick in our day-to-day -day, um, and we're like, oh, yeah, 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 God, show me what to do. And then we don't devote much time to it. And so when I know I am just in that hustle and bustle and potentially not being aware, I will just, it's almost like my mantra with you, my continuous prayer, make it obvious, make it obvious. Um, so God, make it obvious to Dr. Well, no, she's not a doctor. Um, Emily today who writes in, um, let her know if she is on the right path, make it obvious. And everybody listening who is doubting a big decision that they're about to make, Make it obvious. Just, God, make it obvious. Make it obvious. Make it obvious. So, in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, today, like I said, we don't actually, this is not from a doc, but this is from a future chiropractic student. So, this is from Emily Barber, and she writes, Dear Dr. Lauren, my name is Emily, and I'm going to be starting chiropractic school in November. So, shit. This is airing like November 24th. So Emily, you're in school. I'm really sorry I did not answer your question ahead of time. But the good news is I wasn't going to talk you out of it. But, okay. Sometimes I feel indecisive about my career choice. Career choice. And was wondering if you've ever experienced doubt in your journey of becoming a chiropractor. On another note, I love that there is finally a chiropractic podcast for women about relatable topics. Okay. So you ask, do I ever experience doubt in my journey of becoming a chiropractor? Well, okay, so I don't experience doubt in becoming a chiropractor because I feel like that would be wasted energy for myself at this point, obviously, and like, like hand, what's the brush the the forehead type thing, like I did a good job. Um, but I think that... I absolutely experience doubt and um, question and are indecisive on a lot of things in life. Like that is just very, very normal. Anytime that there is a big decision to be made. So I've shared with, um, I'll share it now, like I actually didn't have doubt about becoming a chiropractor until I was in my second trimester of 10. So at Northwestern in Minneapolis, we go by trimesters, there's 10 of them. 
So from the time I was 12 years old until I'm like already enrolled in chiropractic school. So this is a course of like nine years. I am so ungodly confident that I was put on this earth to be a chiropractor until like four months in. Um, and that's where for about a month I did really struggle. I don't want to say really struggled, but I partially struggled of like, shoot, do I, was this a good decision? Um, for me, the struggle was, wow, this is really expensive. This is really hard. And I didn't question whether or not I liked chiropractic myself. I loved it. Uh, I didn't question whether or not I could do a good job at it. I was always falsely confident that I could be amazing at anything. Um, it was more of, not everyone's going to like me. And in fact, I mean, if you look at the stats on like the percentage of people who actually do wellness chiropractic, most people won't listen to my advice. And that was like, oh, it'd be a lot easier if I just had MD pass my name instead of DC because people blindly follow their MDs all the time and I wanna be blindly followed. Um, so, you know, cut to the chase. I did decide to stay in chiropractic school. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, this might be a little too deep and vulnerable for the show, but like there are days where I'm like, ah, eh, you know, I had kids and I'm not allowed to return them, but like, I wonder what God would have done with me if I was like just a missionary who had the freedom to go around the world and work for, you know, different organizations and change the world in a completely different way. So yeah, I think it's very normal to either before you make a decision or any huge life decisions to go like, just reflect and go, I wonder what it would be like if that was not the case. There's nothing wrong with that. That does not mean that you shouldn't do it. I'd never think like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have had kids. Um, and if you are wondering that, like you, they're non-returnable, okay? Um, so instead just realize like your fear is, it's like a compass and I think we often think if we're making the right decision or if we made the right decision. So first of all, we think if we're about to make a decision that we would have no doubts, that it would be very, very obvious, like, yes, um, this is absolutely what you're supposed to do. Well, we start breaking this down of like, what even is supposed to do? I think that, I seriously think that God had like 50 different versions of how my life could have turned out and would have been just fine. Um, again, not to get all like anti my children, I freaking love them and would never redo it. But like, I think that there is a parallel universe where Lauren Brunswick isn't a chiropractor or a mom or married or, you know, like there's a parallel universe where maybe I'm a kindergarten teacher and I have 17 children and I'm way better at it than I am now. So there is no should. I think that you can be, you can make anything be very fulfilling and on purpose for your life. And also just because you're scared doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. Um, so if you made a decision and you're looking back and like worried that it was the right decision, again, like you don't need, we attach 
fear um, or reflection as such a negative thing. We fear or doubt, I should say, as such a negative thing. And like, oh gosh, if this, if that was the right decision, everything would have gone easily. Like if God wanted me to be a chiropractor, I would just be acing all of my exams. No, no, not really. Um, you know, if I was supposed to be successful or if I was making the right decision, everything would have automatically lined up. So anything that is resistance in the universe must be a sign that it wasn't. And yeah, we're just going to have to get rid of that way of thinking because it's totally not not accurate at all. In fact, almost the opposite. It's almost like God or the universe tests you um, to go like, okay, so you say this is what you want. Fantastic. I think you can do great at this. Let me help you like train for this. Let me like throw these smaller hurdles at you. Uh, Rachel Hollis actually brought this up at when I saw her speak. You know, she's like, you know, we look at it as like, oh, shoot, obviously this isn't the right thing. But instead, God's like, no, I am training you for when you encounter a big thing. You have learned to overcome these smaller moments of fear, of doubt, overcome these problems and hurdles. So like you're truly prepared to be successful. And we just really associate uh, on a physiological standpoint, we call the feeling inside of us fear or doubt. But the reality is, is if you asked um, an elite athlete, if you asked Aaron Rodgers, who's the quarterback for the Packers and his dad's a chiropractor, if you asked him like, hey, can you just describe what is happening inside of your body before you run out onto the field for a game. You know, he would probably describe it as like just narrowed in and not like everything around him dulls. Like when we talked about it, this is what he told me anyways. Um, you know, I'm assuming there's like heartbeats happening that are, you know, faster, short. But basically what he would describe would be a very similar thing to what we would describe as fear. He would likely call, I'm excited. And they're just very similar physiological responses within the body. So, you know, it is normal. Think of it like when you are on the ascent on a roller coaster. Now for you, maybe this analogy works for you guys. For me, I'm actually scared shitless. Um, so no, I am not excited. Why I'm like going like, why am I on here? Why did I do this? Uh, but like, it's like that feeling of like, something is a something big is about to happen and there are all of these feelings in my body so when you wrote this this was a couple months out from chiropractic school you probably saw on the horizon you know you're on the roller coaster it's not going fast yet you're not doing loop-de-loops but you're you're climbing and you see what's coming and you're getting a little freaked out and that is okay darling okay so once we get over the fact that like this is normal, just because you're having these feelings doesn't mean it was wrong or a bad decision. Um, also relabeling. Then we go like, all right, if you think that, you know, you made a decision that's coming up or has already happened that you're actually strongly questioning, you got to you got to check in with God, your innate, the universe, inner child. I personally think they're all the same thing. Um, and go quiet and try and block out as much other messaging as possible, uh, especially your own voice. So how you do this 
is um, basically the voice inside you that is like yippy and won't shut up and is negative. That's not God or your soul speaking to you. Um, because the way to discern is if you're hearing you're not going to make enough money as a chiropractor. Eh. That's the wrong voice. That's not soul and God. Um, because soul and God would be like, yo, girl, you're amazing. You can do anything you desire. But, um, hey, hold off a sec. I actually have something bigger planned for you. That's how I believe, like, God would talk to you like, oh, maybe not chiropractic school right now. It would still be in such a loving, encouraging way. So if you're like, what are you doing? Like chiropractors aren't real doctors. Chatty, 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 yippee, yippee, yippee. That voice is not to be listened to. So go quiet, reflect in, um, and listen for that calm voice that is encouraging. And it's like, you, like you're wondering, it may not encourage you to become a chiropractor, but it's still going to encourage and empower you to go down a different path, to pivot. So that is absolutely first. Um, also on this, like, is there something specific you're thinking about instead? Because if it's just not chiropractic, then... Eh, I think that you're probably just nervous about a big thing coming up. But if you're like, no, I actually want to uh, write teen fiction novels, like, then I'd be like, yeah, maybe you should not go to chiropractic school. And if that voice is like, you are a talented writer, I created you and designed you for this, I'm like, eh listen to that but only you can know that only you can put out wildfires and me um depending on your age you might not get that maybe that's why california is having so many wildfires maybe Smokey the bear is not advertising as much anymore and we just don't feel empowered california does not feel empowered that they can put out wildfires weird freaking tangent anyways okay so good thing I have notes for this one. Otherwise, I'd be like, what was I saying? So second, um, so assuming that, you know, you kind of make it through the first one, second, check in with your core values for your life. Um, I, I kind of talk at nauseum about core values because I think they're incredibly important. Um, wait, what? You haven't come up with your core values yet? Well, girl, then you need to go to my free worksheet at sheslayspodcast.com forward slash worksheet and download that exercise on determining your life core values. Um, I just Here's why I think they're important. And just fast forward 30 seconds if you've heard my soapbox about core values. But don't fast forward if you haven't figured out your damn core values yet. Then you're just avoiding doing the work, people. Um, so core values are this lens that when you determine your unique values, unique to you as an individual walking around on this life with a unique fulfillment and purpose. Um, they can be like a lens that you answer questions through. Um, every question, big and small, can be answered. So, you know, assuming that you're in the millennials or younger, you probably want freedom in your future career or adventure, or life purpose and fulfillment and impact people. Um, 
yeah, chiropractic is going to be a very good career to deliver all those. Like seriously, everybody should go into chiropractic. It is you could just, it can be an avenue for so many different things. So yes. Um, but if you were like, ick, I don't want freedom or adventure or fulfillment and helping people. Ew. Um, I don't know what your core values are then. You should figure them out and then mail, email them to me or, or mail them. Um, and then we'll talk about whether chiropractic can help fulfill them. But really chiropractic as a career is so flexible that more than likely you can easily live a life with those. Okay, third, do not be freaked out by all the cocky mofos out there who act like they have their shit together and know exactly what their life purpose is and where they're going to be 37 years from now. Now, I can say this because I was one of them. Um, Actually, I am one of them a lot of the time. Um, But so maybe these people, this is not a judgment on them. Maybe they do. Okay, like maybe they have a direct line with... Buddha and God and Jesus and their inner child and they're like I know exactly how every minute is going to play out until the second I stop breathing and it's all gonna be butterflies and rainbows um but more than likely they this comes from like this is not a judgment on them this is only me speaking about myself but I know that When I reflect back on times where I could have been vulnerable and unsure, because like I can't see the future any better than anyone else's. So, you know, it is possible that they are very cocky because, yes, they've done the work and they just have no questions about it. But a lot of times it just comes down to like an insecurity and not wanting to display any uh, fear that they could fail at this decision. Um, So just don't be distracted. Put your blinders on for those people. Like, most of them are full of shit. They're scared also. Uh, They're just better at faking it, all right? So I don't know. It just doesn't sound like your personality from you writing in that you would just falsely go around confident and have no fear. So I like that you're being vulnerable. Um, But you know what? Even if you are, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're like, no, Lauren, that's the problem is usually I am overconfident about every scary decision and I wouldn't be stressed. Uh, I still wouldn't use that as a sign that you should not keep going in chiropractic school because God uses opportunities like this as we get older. He likes to use opportunities like this to really like humble us and break down those hard shells of lack of vulnerability, basically, and establish humility. So even if you are someone who's like, no, like I am usually very confident all the time and I am second guessing this decision. What does that say about the decision? Well, girl, it might mean that God just is doing something right now. And it doesn't mean that the decision is wrong. Again, go back to step one, talk to your inner child, your soul, and say like, you know, is this? But like, if you're having weird, unusual feelings, then you might just be taking off layers of armor and starting to interact with life in a more vulnerable fashion with more empathy. And that is, oh, that's a good thing. That is a good thing that happens as we, most of us age. So don't like question, don't get freaked out. Um, you might just be growing as a human. I'm really proud of you. Okay, so lastly, if all these things are a go, 
Um, so you figured out your core values and yep, you can create a career with this. And your inner soul is going, yes, do this. I believe in you. Um, do not worry about going into this profession. Um, I have borderline uncomfortable conversations with teenage girls. That's a really weird sentence. Uh, trying to push and manipulate them to go into chiropractic school because of how amazing it is. They'll be like, um, I want to do something in healthcare, but I think I want to be an RN. And I'm like, yeah, RNs are great. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know how our world would function without them. But what if instead of nursing, here's an idea, you did chiropractic. And they're just kind of like, huh, yeah, I don't know, Dr. Lauren. Like, and I'm like, no, seriously, uh, it gets intense. So let's say you want to work with athletes. Fantastic. Chiropractic is great for that. You want to take poop samples and look into food allergies in a lab. Great. You can totally do that with chiropractic. Um, you want to work 60 hours a week building your own empire and be a boss lady. Fantastic. You can also do that with chiropractic. Um, you don't want to have to worry about paying rent and you just want to work for someone else and like check in, check out, get your paycheck. Awesome. Also widely available in this profession. So if you want to be in the healthcare profession at all, I cannot think of another profession that gives you the flexibility to make it what you want it to be. Um, don't be scared of going into chiropractic. Be scared. I would honestly be more concerned about you creating a practice someone else defined for you um, as, a, as a success. So what I mean for that is like what you should be more scared of than whether chiropractic was the right decision. Because at this point, y'all, Lauren took too long to answer. She's in school. Um, so don't be scared that this was or was not the right decision unless all things are really obvious it wasn't. Um, be more concerned that you get just put in the flow of everybody else of like, well, after school, I'm going to start a practice and I'm going to see a thousand people a week and I'm not going to take insurance and I'm going to only see children. Like be more afraid of being five years out from graduation and having a practice that you created that you thought would bring you happiness and it wasn't than whether or not chiropractic can lead to. So like really stay open. This is what my recommendation would be for you over the next few years while you're in school. Stay open. I know that there's a tendency to want to know where you're gonna be in five years. Like this is a very common thing in personalities that go on to like advanced education as we go like we figure out in high school what we're gonna get a degree in in college and then we go to college and we know what we're gonna do there and then we go to the postgraduate and, we, and then there's this like missing thing of like well when I am graduated I am going to and we like our brain wants to fill in this really confident like this is what you're gonna do and it's kind of a trap because you don't know how you're gonna interact with life once you get out. You don't know what's going to be dealt your way. And so it's okay to have an idea. It's okay to plan, but stay open. Stay open about techniques. Stay open about seminars. Stay open about practice manage groupments even. Um, stay open about associating. Just stay open so God and your soul can speak to you loudly um, and just guide you like just picture yourself like a leaf 
um, that is floating in a river and you are just allowing energy to like move you through this river and you are not trying to um, resist against it. You're just going. And that is going to be one of the best ways that you can really make sure that when you graduate, you are exactly where you're supposed to be and going to all the right opportunities are going to fall in front of you. Um, as you get closer to the end, work backwards. Okay. So like you're keeping open, but like start with so many people go like, this is exactly what my practice is going to be like. And they don't. And then their life, the thing that matters is whatever is left over. Um, you know, we're like, okay, I'm going to paint my walls like Joanna Gaines cream and there's going to be shiplap and chandeliers and neon signs and a plant wall. And it's like, okay, that sounds nice. It sounds actually very nice. Um, but like, did you design your life at all? Did you define what your dreams and accomplishments were going to be? Because what I prefer is for you to look at like what you want a day in the life, like fast forward 10 years out and be like, okay, I want to be able to have children. I want to be able to take time off work without stressing. I want to be able to live debt free. Like, you know, start labeling those things and then work backwards on your practice and go, okay, what do I need to create in order to allow those things? Um, but just don't get too locked into one idea. All right, so I'm gonna end in kind of a weird way because as I, this morning in my morning reflection, um, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do my devotion and then I'm gonna work on like prepping stuff for this podcast. This verse came up and I don't know who needs to hear it, uh, but it was like very strongly like, yeah, throw this in there. Um, so this is from 2 Corinthians 12, verse nine. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. This is Paul talking about like, basically how I would break it down is like, it's okay when I doubt. It's okay when I suck. It's okay when I am not living up to my best because when I am humble, when I allow space to reflect and question and wonder, when I am weak, that is when God can really be strong. So it's okay. Hang in there. Like just keep open, keep vulnerable. And, um, and if you are in chiropractic school right now and you're like, shit, this was really a bad idea, reach out to me and we could talk. Like seriously, DM me um, and uh, Emily and we will have, I will get on the phone with you. But I'm assuming that this will help calm things. For anybody listening that's like worried about a decision that they're, they've made and that is coming or a decision they made and has already happened, I really hope that you got something out of this. If you haven't signed up, up for weekly slays make sure you do that go to she slays podcast.com forward slash besties and you can get your weekly inspiration from me um and if you wouldn't mind taking the time to drop us a review or a comment on facebook or instagram or wherever you get your podcast i would love it um and so i can read it at the beginning of another episode so here's to six months of this whole podcasting thing um yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And I am so appreciative. So, so appreciative of all of you. All right. Until next week, She Slayers. Love you.
Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 